I'm Chip Freud, and this is the Artist Spotlight, conversations with contemporary artists based on five simple questions that explore the artist's journey, creativity, and sources of inspiration. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Artist Spotlight podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Chip Freund, and today I'm joined by Autumn Koblen. You may know her better on social media as the Greenway Artist. She is a painter, muralist, triathlete, and a Raleigh native. She earned her BFA and has studied as far away as Florence and Prague. Her works can be seen in galleries and shops, private collections across the country and beyond. Autumn's work is reminiscent of vintage travel posters, and her subjects frequently highlight the parks and trails of the Triangle. Autumn, welcome to the Artist Spotlight. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. Well, uh, as you know, uh, we start off with having you share with our audience something that uh, is taking up your time in your art space. Yeah, I'm real excited to have been chosen this this current year as one of the five North Carolina artists that are celebrating our trails throughout the state. So it's uh, 2023, the year of the trail. And if you listen to that station on the radio, you will have heard a lot of advertisements about year of the trail. So well, I think we're all just really excited to try to encourage people to find trails that they love. And we have such variety in our state. We're so lucky, really lucky. So what does that mean, the year of the trail and you being included as one of the artists? That's a, Yeah, that's a great question. I was invited kind of toward the end of last year to create just a new piece that was so instead of them using something that was already in existence, which of course I offered them, <laughs> like you can use anything. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But um, they wanted. I, I typically put some verbiage on my Greenway series, just um, again a nod to those old travel posters, and I sort of love like the the wabi sabi nature of having it handwritten and not perfect. Because of course we could do it perfectly. We've got all the technology we could ever need to put some writing on a picture but um i do like that handwritten touch so um so they said oh for this you know let's let's not have writing on it and um and i i took a, a somewhat ubiquitous bridge that is used throughout all trail systems it, it's got to be just sort of an affordable go-to bridge for for small creek crossings and um so it's it's one of those bridges and um and just a really garish bright color scheme <laughs> and so the great trails nc if anybody wants to follow them on instagram it's at great trails nc they have created some merchandise and i have to say you know yeah i'm happy about being part of this the other four artists are amazing. Like I'm in the best of company with um, these these trail images, and those artists are spread throughout the state. But um, they've created, you know, no cards. I think they put my work on a mug. They they have some really nice prints where they've superimposed, you know, the information about celebrating the year of the trail. So, you know, going forward, I mean, these are just great little memories of this special time where we're where we're all cheering on our our trails and parks very cool very cool so uh as we dig into the the meat of the show here what is your earliest memory of making art of any kind 
I love that question because I love sharing what what my weird um, family did when when I was real little. We would sit down as a family. I have an older brother, and my parents would have us. I mean, and in my childhood mind, it was every week, and I'm sure they were like, "No, we just did it whenever we could get around to it." <laughs> but in my mind, it was every week we sat down, and the my parents would ask all of us to draw something that had happened during the week and as you can imagine for like a one-year-old you have like these crazy swirls of just blue and then my mom would like carefully pencil in this week we spent time at the beach you know (laughs) you know it'd be like the description of this just ridiculous scribble of a kid but um but as they developed, you know, I'd, I'd kind of watch my parents do their little stick figure drawings and I'd be like, oh, someday I hope to be as good as them at drawing stick figures. <laughs> so it's like the goal was there to uh, to to just sort of think in, in pictures a little bit. So I do. Well, excellent. That That's a wonderful story. I can do, you've painted a vivid image. I'm, I'm right there at the kitchen table. Oh, and, yeah. Just, just you know. scrolling and then like. Oh, we visited friends, you know. <laughs> so, so it's just that little tagline. You're like, really, really, is that what? What, what a <laughs> wonderful gift to be sort of encouraged from the get-go to be creative. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So lucky. So, uh, what brought you to your your current medium and and overall style? Mm. Uh, that's a good question. So I'll start with the style question because I was thinking about like how I how I ended up using gouache and and I ended up using gouache all because I wanted to paint a pet portrait of my pet beautiful dog and I wanted to do it in the style of Toulouse-Lautrec on some of his um, advertising posters for the Moulin Rouge and mm-hmm. so I you know wanted the dog's name really big and and funky written out and then I wanted the you're just kind of highlighting the head and then like a little um, some more writing on there. And, and so I wanted it to look like a lithograph. So I was like using Conti crayon to sort of get that sort of thick crayon, like outline going. But when it came to paint, like I, I was, my high school teacher was all watercolor all the time. So we did a lot of watercolor in high school. And then, of course, when you're in college, it's all oil. Like you just do oil, oil, oil. Um, and so I didn't have a whole lot of experience with acrylics. But, you know, I've painted a lot of walls and I've painted murals. And that's the acrylic background. But um, but none of those seemed to go opaque and flat the way I wanted it to look like a print. And that um, I don't know. Have you been around long enough to remember Ask You Taylor Paint Shop on Glenwood South? No. This, this was the artist's art store back in the day here in Raleigh. And um, so I, I went in there and powwowed with uh, with Kirk and uh, he he led me to gouache. And, and gouache is a very fancy, long French word for opaque watercolor. And so opaque watercolor um, it goes on like house paint. It's just flat, dries flat. You can get a really even layer of paint, and and it was perfect. It was perfect to create that look. So then, so that was how I I came to to gouache as a medium. And of course, having that background in watercolor, I mean, it behaves like a watercolor 
as well and you can water it down and do everything with it but um but in terms of the the trail work i i gained baby weight i don't know what else to say i gained baby weight and then i needed to get out and get rid of some of it so my husband and i started doing these these little micro triathlons i'm not even going to call them mini like they, they were really little triathlons when you talk to somebody who does triathlons but um but it was great and because i'm really frugal and i didn't want to pay for a gym membership so you know you can once you once your friend gives you a bike you've got a bike and you can just walk out the door and do that and you can walk out the door and go uh go run in although i'm still really bad at running years and years and years of <laughs> running later it's not that is not a uh, forte of mine well, but you're, you're still better than me because <laughs> I, I've never had an interest in running and my knees particularly don't like it. So yeah. uh, no, uh, I'll, I'll hike a trail for days. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Running, yeah exactly. Not, running, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's about how I feel. running too. I don't, don't enjoy it, but yeah. Hiking, walking. So, so yeah, it was, it was getting out on the bike. You know, I had grown up the, the greenway system in Raleigh was being developed like, from the year I was born, basically. So, but I just didn't know it existed. So it took, it took being mid thirties, trying to lose some baby weight to, uh, to get out there and to um, go on these bike rides and just be absolutely delighted with how far I could go mm. without having to worry about traffic. And like, oh my gosh, like we haven't even crossed a road. What? Like we can go all the way to there without you know, interacting with dumb drivers. <laughs> no, that was um, great. So, so I just, you know, snapped lots and lots and lots of pictures while I was out there um, training and, and enjoying the trails. And they, they were building in 2012, which was really at the beginning of when I started doing the trail stuff. Um, they, they were just closing that gap between Crabtree Valley Mall and down to the art museum it's called house creek trail it's a critical connector in mm. order to do a loop around town and um that was that was so exciting so i was kind of happy to to be in it and sort of celebrating with them when when in 2012 when they completed that uh, that was the the city and i do so i donate a, a portion of my print sales because mostly what i sell are, are prints of these things and and they um I started by donating just through the city parks and rec and and then I branched out a little bit and started donating to Triangle Greenways Council uh and then then I realized that East Coast Greenway was really doing a whole lot of work on mm -hmm. these trails and I decided that maybe that was the way to to just sort of throw my throw my pennies in the hat at them <laughs> so yeah. no that's um, great that I mean not only do you're does your work bring attention to the greenways and make people aware but when they they support your work they're supporting the actual greenways that's wonderful true true yeah um we've sort of touched on this i think but let's let's dig a little deeper but you know what inspires your work where does it come from oh um yeah i was i was kind of not sure what i was going to say about that question <laughs> I think I do sort of believe that there's some of us that just 
can't help ourselves from making stuff like I mean just sort of that artist mindset of like oh there's a blank wall boy it could be better and just sort of an obsessive like what could we do to make this more exciting or more colorful or more happy or you know so so I do I think I would create art you know whether it was this particular subject or you know just designing murals and I I just sort of I love actually doing the work, I think. Okay, okay. Um, thinking about some of the pieces we can see behind you there, um, mm -hmm. let's dig into the ideas on those. You know, what caught your attention? Just pick one or two of them and say, you know, what is it about that? Like, ooh, I got to do that, you know? Yeah, that, so the, the blue bridge, which is up over my shoulder, that, that is that bridge that connects um, from West Raleigh over to the Art Museum. And it, it spans over our Beltline. And it is, it is a pedestrian bridge. And it is remarkable to, to me that it got made. Like, it's, it's beautiful. And it's just so people can take nice walks across and, and bridge that cavernous um belt line that hems us in here and uh so that yeah just standing up there you probably like with my little kid and she's nervous and i'm looking and and just the sun is bright and the shadows are coming across it and it was just um so kind of linear and funky but you know, people out there are having a lovely time either biking across it or walking across it so that that was one of the very first images that i painted as, as mm. part of this particular series the the cityscape behind me is that was a, a really just kind of a sketch for the city folks marathon folks so little little people kind of um or blobs of paint as i like to call them um down below and that was uh a, a piece that it actually, I mean, the funny story there is just, it was wonderful that they didn't end up using it because the piece they ended up using as a, as an award for the city of Oaks marathon that we did a limited edition printing and then somebody bought the original. So there's just no more of them. <laughs> so, so they did not select this one. And I love this one. And um, since I, got to keep it and we didn't do a limited edition. I did open edition printing for it. So now it yeah, it's it's just kind of a fun celebration of our little our sweet little downtown, which has actually changed a lot. <laughs> so I think I might have to do another one of those. Yeah. It, and we've only been here for I guess now 17 years, but oh, yeah. even yeah. in that time, oh, it's changed. It absolutely. seems like every time I drive down there, I'm like, wait a minute, there's another crane. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know what advice would you give to an artist just starting out you know whether they're a young artist um or whether they're somebody like me who's an encore career artist um yeah I, did, I thought about that question but i i do um i feel like the best the the best way i can vocalize what i might want most to say to that I went to a, a Quaker college and um, as a result, like there's this kind of thing in the Quaker tradition that everybody has the light inside them. And so for artists, it is, it's just so easy to get caught up in 
oh my gosh, that person's better. Oh, I'm a little better than them. Or, oh, better, better, or not as good. Oh, I'm not as good. Da, da, da. It just self, self-critique. And I think um, what I would really want people to remember is that your voice is so unique and it is so much, it is just a, it's your very own expression and you really can't compare it to someone else. And you're not, you're not in competition with anybody because there is no one, no one is saying what you're saying and no one has lived what you've lived and nobody, you know, it, I don't like ever feeling in competition ever, but I, I mean, that's sort of my personality too. I'm much more of a like, let's all do this together. You know, than like I'm going to be, I mean, it, that's sort of a, a personality thing as well. But, but I just feel like when people come in my gallery and I talk to them and they're young and they're like, I just don't know. I don't know if what I have to offer, you know, or I'm insecure about what I have to offer. Like, you have something to offer and as an artist like if no matter what your craft is like you've got a voice someone out there wants to hear it someone else needs to hear it you know and and the best we can do is just kind of be our own best advocates to 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 just trust that if you're called to to express yourself artistically like just do it do it and believe in it and um you know, encourage each other to also believe that it's it's a valuable part of life to, I mean, I often tell people, I mean, I say this a lot. I'm like, you can be a brilliant scientist and you can come up with all kinds of stuff, but you've got to present that information in a way that somebody's going to want to look at your article. I mean, you know, like, like arts are so intertwined with, we're so visual. And of course with computers and, and, video stuff now i mean it's just, it's a way of communicating and well it's i'm a huge advocate for steam over stem uh yeah. you know let's include the arts in that uh, absolutely absolutely and, uh, it's all it's all so intertwined and yeah and i've got a, a science background and one of the realities that people don't think about is scientists by their nature are incredibly creative right? They're, oh, yeah. they're asking questions that haven't been asked before. They're having to come up with ways to um, test a, a hypothesis. Um, it's incredibly creative. If people think, oh, it's separate. I'm like, no, it's just different ways of looking at the same thing. We're all trying to solve problems and yeah. Yeah, figure stuff out. Yep. Yep. That's great. Well, that's awesome. Thank you for that. So, um, the last question is, you know, what artist or artists, if you can't narrow it down to just one, should we go check out somebody maybe you oh. just discovered or a, um, somebody you've gone back to time and time again, or a personal mentor, somebody you think we should check out? Yeah, I have like two answers for that. And so it was like the first answer, my gut answer was like, there's a lot of wonderful art on the exterior of our North Carolina Museum of Art. So I was mm. like, you don't have to even walk in the door. <laughs> go and look, yeah. enjoy all that outdoor work. I've got an image of Thomas Sayers Geyer up there um, as well. So that was that was like the gut reaction. But then but then I was thinking like the more the deeper response and the the deeper thought on that was um I really like that our museum um bought an an El Anatsui and I don't know if you're familiar with mm -hmm. El Anatsui um his his work is 
is something and I'm I'm no expert on his work, but to, so in, in my voice, what I'll say is what he's doing is like using um, bits of things that people would recycle or throw away. And he's using the piece that we have is like tops to alcohol bottles, like it's mm -hmm. the little foils and it's little twist ties from like champagne cork stuff. And it's um, and he makes these huge quilts out of out of these mm disposed pieces and and my oldest daughter i know kind of in her childhood like she just used to love you know, just taking old trashy stuff but like creating stuff out of it and i feel like kind of as a environmentalist myself and a tree hugger like i feel like the the wave of the future of art you know probably needs to be sort of utilizing recycled bits or you know keeping stuff out of the landfill and I think a lot of artists do that sort of intrinsically but um but I do L L Anatsui I I would highly recommend folks just um yeah look him up and um enjoy sort of seeing what can become of one person's trash you know it, it wonderful kind of I'll, I'll definitely have to check that out and get down to the museum yeah. as well uh, yeah, you can like learn about it. the museum has a really accessible, um, you know, information where you can kind of look up things in the collection and, and yeah, there's a nice, nice website there. Um, upcycling trash into art made me think of there's an artist down in uh, Riceville Beach. He's on uh, social as Jazzy Boy Art. And I don't know if you've run across him. I'm writing it down. Um, and uh, I haven't had him on the show yet, but I, I intend to offer the opportunity to him. Uh, but uh, he's all coastal stuff. And his, his whole thing is we've got to deal with the trash in the ocean. And oh it's a God. major, major issue. So oh. all of his work is uh, beach found trash turned into art. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's, it's fun and a little pop art and very That's 3D and... It's very cool stuff, but I thought oh, when you said that, I'm like, okay, she'd probably like jazz. I would, I would. And I actually, I share a studio with um, someone named Denise Hughes and Denise Hughes does some amazing bottle cap art. She um, uses the the plastic tops because historically, like you could recycle your plastic, but not the top. The tops, right. She has bins and bins and bins of these wonderful round circle of color and she's done just amazing work with that. it's fun well cool maybe i should have her on the show too <laughs> oh yeah I, definitely all right well we want to make sure that folks can see your wonderful work so before we forget great trails nc was one that you wanted to, to point up yeah, yeah, they'd be good to follow on on Instagram, or yeah. that's what I'm on. Yeah, and um, of course, um, your uh, year of the trail and June third, I believe oh, there's a, a oh, happening. Right. Yes, I at did. the art museum. Mm -hmm. And invited anybody to to come say hello and to see those other four artists that I mentioned that are doing the year of the trail. It's June third, and it is only for a few hours over lunchtime. I think we're there like eleven to one, so it's not it's not an all day thing. But um, if you could possibly come by, we'll we'll be out there greeting and handing out maps and whatnot. Okay, I'll make sure that there's a link to that in the show notes as well. And of course, 
Your work is available in the real world at uh, the City Artist Market Artist Collective. Uh, City Market Artist Collective, yes. City, City Market Mar- Artist Collective, downtown yes. Raleigh. Yes. And of course, in cyberspace on Instagram at Greenway Artist, and you've got your website, uh, autumncoblinpaintings.com. Yes, that's it. That's All it. right. Yeah. Well, thank you again for uh, taking some time out of your day to share your story with our community here. And thanks to our listeners for your continued interest and support in the show. Tune in next time for our next conversation with another contemporary artist. Thank you for joining us. This has been the Artist Spotlight with Chip Freund. Find accompanying blog posts at chipfreundphoto.com slash blog. And you may subscribe to our show on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like listening.